Deadpan number 288. Is this really where it all ends? Is this really where it becomes too gross? The Jabba Palace Punishment. In other words, how Jabba the Hutt would have this character punished if they were to cross him. The rotating category. How would this character be sentenced if captured by Jabba the Hutt? Well, this could be two-part. If it's just a sentence that doesn't carry with it a death penalty, the mush could be sentenced to a type of community service. So if Jabba wants to punish someone else, they would, he would just simply say, or in other words, I sentence you to spend your life up to your neck in mush. Mush wouldn't like that. These people are dirty and dusty and it's not like it can have a bath and wash off all this dirt. So it would be a punishment to the mush. But if mush created something henuous in Jabba's mind and he needs a death sentence, I think the best way would be if he gave it to Salacious Crumb. I've seen the thing Salacious Crumb eats. Mush would just fit right in there. How would this character be sentenced if captured by Jabba the Hutt? Now, is this a real hunt? Or that Hollywood fucking travesty of a hut. It doesn't matter. Either way, that hut's gonna eat that mush and fucking love it. I can't argue with that. A hut of any sort will fucking mow on that mush like... Like Chairman Mao. No said. Mush. You will sit in a bowl in Jabba's throne room while everyone goes to sleep. And no one will say goodnight to it. Rotating category? How would this character be sentenced if captured by Jabba the Hutt? Well, Jabba the Hutt would put Mush to work. Mush would be used as a punishment. Mush works. Mush is great. Mush would be loved by Jabba. The gremlin on the wing. Instead of a plane, it has to cling onto a pod racer. Chicken scissors. Don't even. Huey Lewis. He'd not only be forced to sit in with the Psy Snoodles band, he'd also be forced to join them in performance of Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters theme song. And since Ray Parker Jr. also stole Billy D. Williams' look in the 80s, this is the punishment for Lando Calrissian as well. Greetings, exalted one. Krista Now. The adult film star of Southland Tales is forced to film a bedroom porn scene again with Psy Snoodles with Frank the Bunny walking in halfway as the surprised husband. Greetings, exalted one. Smurfette. Come now, would Jabba have a blue-skinned female dancer? Gandalf the Gay. 
He has to be projected as a hologram into the throne room and tell everyone he's really Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, not funny enough? Okay. I'll have to come in and give Jabba and his home a makeover, a la Queer Jedi and the Hut Guy. Um, Jabba's sentence? He would be sentenced to a bronze speedo with no time for a wax. What? Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. His punishment is to be gagged and forced to listen to Jabba's brother, Lucas the Hutt, explain the pseudoscience behind midichlorians. <laughs> Jules Winfield. He and Vincent Vega have to clean up the Rancor pit after it's finished with its victims. The motherfucker said that shit never had to pick up any bitty pieces of skull on account of your dumb ass. I got a threshold, Jules. I got a threshold for the abuse that I will take. Now, I'm right now I'm a fucking race car, right? And you got me in a red. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it's fucking dangerous to have a race car in a fucking red. That's all. I could blow. Oh, oh, you ready to blow? Yeah, I'm ready to blow. Well, I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Every time my fingers touch brain, I'm super fly TNT. I'm the guns of the Navarone. In fact, what the fuck am I doing in the back? You the motherfucker should be on brain detail. We fucking switching. Cthulhu. Cthulhu has to cover for the Sarlacc pit while it takes vacation days and smoke breaks. Pause a moment to visualize the Sarlacc pit smoking a cigarette. Dent Arthur Dent. Amy beat me to the same punchline with a brilliant sequence. Great minds think alike, except that Amy's material was much better than mine. Here it is. Round four. The rotating category. How would this character be sentenced if captured by Jabba the Hutt? All the female characters on this list would get the metal bikini treatment, except for Tomy, who's more useful to his organization as a hacker than as eye candy and Smurfette, who's about the same size as those frogs Jabba snacks on and would get eaten, with mush as a dipping sauce. Pitfall Harry would use his extensive experience to escape from both the Rancor and the Sarlacc pit, and would run off into the desert never to be seen again. The barbarian tribal leader would be forced into service as a bodyguard, but he probably wouldn't mind very much. Likewise, Clyde from Pac-Man would be forced to patrol the halls of Jabba's palace for intruders, which he would mind very much. Jabba would attempt to punish Arthur Dent by reading Hutty's poetry at him, which is, of course, the fourth worst in the universe after Vogon poetry. Upon discovering, much to his surprise, that Arthur had survived the torture with his wits still intact, Jabba would open the trapdoor to feed Arthur to the rancor. Arthur would attempt to escape death by draping his towel over his head, having read that if he can't see the beast, then it thinks it can't see him. At that moment, he would be teleported away by his friends aboard the Heart of Gold, whose proximity to the palace would cause the infinite improbability drive to turn the Rancor into a penguin. Arthur wins this round. What? Clyde from Pac-Man. His orange ghost sheet body must be used as a bib. Greetings, exalted one. Van's crap joke of the day. Must be retold very poorly, completely botched, by Jabba's foppish translator droid. What? Daisy Duke. Okay, rather than go with something original or creative or witty, I'm just going to give you the mental image of Daisy Duke in a slave girl bikini. Ah, that's much better. <laughs> Should we bother going on? Okay. Pitfall Harry. 
Well, of course, he'd have to skip across crocodile noses over the ever-expanding and shrinking sarlacc pit. The Chamberlain Skeksis. Hmm. Trial by stone. Trial by stone! Trial by stone! Lando Calrissian. See Huey Lewis. (laughs) The Santa Thing. He must let all of Jabba's throne room creatures sit on his lap and tell him what they want for Christmas. Starting with Jabba. And finishing with singing and dancing Mark Hamill, rouged cheeks and all, from the Star Wars Christmas special. Greetings, exalted one. The barbarian tribal leader. Rancor's bane, Hello Kitty. Ash from Evil Dead. Jabba has him sent to a creepy cabin in the woods of Endor. And he only escapes because he's able to trade prosthetic right hands with Luke Skywalker. Don't get technical with me. Sean Penn. Sean Penn? How the hell did he get here? Sean Penn must attend a live taping of the Rush Limbaugh show, then spend a day in Java's throne room, then descend into madness, pondering the overwhelming similarities. Iron Man. A one-on-one powered armor deathmatch versus Boba Fett. Excellent! But with Tony Stark trading in the Iron Man suit for C-3PO's gold plating. Bogus. What? The General Lee Millennium Falcon. Replace the Rancor monster with the Truckosaurus monster truck. Toss the Millennium Falcon into the pit. Watch it jump across the gorge to make its escape. Ed from Texas. So how would the Millennium Lee be sentenced if he were captured by Jabba the Hutt? Well, let's let Jabba tell us himself. Really? You'd want the ship to be used as a pod racer with Chewbacca as the driver? Interesting. Well, what if we had the Duke boys doing the driving? All right. Well, it was worth a shot. Any other demands? You want Daisy Duke to dress up in the metal bikini, huh? You know, Jabba, you're my kind of scum. Darth Zmed. (laughs) Zmed must perform exotic dancing for Jabba in a tiny G-string. I think I just threw up a little. Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science. You know, Wyatt's brother Chet looked an awful lot like Jabba after she transformed him. Just saying. Anyway, her punishment is to shower with Jabba the Hutt. And he won't keep his trousers on. For Christ's sakes, will you cover yourself? Spherical Tomy. Spherical Tomy, Spherical Tomy. Tomy is denied access to her spherical. And then, cruelest of all the punishments doled out in this tournament is forced to act as Tier 1 computer tech support for all of Jabba's palace computers. The Origami Unicorn from Blade Runner, it must administer the Voigtkampf test on all of Jabba's visitors, through which it will discover that Han Solo is actually a replicant named Rick Deckard. The only other replicant it will discover is Luke Skywalker's hand. Hello, this is Curtin St. George. I listen to Jack Mangan's Deadpan Podcast, so I don't have to kill people. You 
don't listen to Jack Mangan's Deadpan podcast, it's not healthy. Just saying, Deadpan is the way. I must protest this entire competition, for an egregious error has taken place. Lost somehow in the hoo-ha are the true winners of this doodle of the fates. Yes, I am talking about none other than that dynamic duo of Deadpan. Those airmen of earbuds. Those acapellicious antidotes to awfulness. Those two fine fellows that brought you the bout of Mangan. These two have their shit together. I am talking, of course, about from Texas with Lowe. Who else could melt the hearts and ears of the deadpan society? What do I base this off of, you ask? Forget intangibles. Forget who'd win in a fight. Forget everything else but what I am about to say. And that, dear friends, is love prowess. Oh, these two bearded, beautiful bastards. What lady would not instantly drop their dainties and say, Please, sirs, I have another. After listening to these two vocal vandals, gay women go straight and straight men go gay, while the harmonies intertwine like bodies in a Bostonian three-way. I tell you, all I hear is from Texas with low. I ask you now, forget who you've heard and who you will hear, and vote for the only men willing and able to completely outclass each other together. From Texas with low, someone still loves you. Vote now, friends, from Texas with low. Hey, this is Dub Shack from the Farpoint Recap, and you're listening to Jack Mangan's Deadpan. Deadpan is the motherfucking way. And I'm not just saying that because I have an unhealthy obsession with Jack Mangan. Or his rock-hard abs of steel. Do not try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon. There is no spoon? Then you'll see that it is not the spoon that bends. It is only yourself. So SB says, Jack, don't you know that Obamacare is costing those bajillionaires vacation homes and other luxury items they have every right to? Screw those children. The Energizer Bunny says, we are all wearing our poppies now. Here in Canada, Remembrance Day is November 11th. HTTP colon slash slash n.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash Remembrance Day. Mr. Joe says, threaten them with the comfy pillows. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Ditto says, if you are buying something, then I think that is not arse licking. You are showing support. If you stood in line only to say hi, then that is different. Tell the genius that accused you they should learn how to help support a band winking smiley. Use Hair says, if you leave the iPhone on the iPad long enough, you'll get a litter of iPod shuffles. Ed from Texas says, stocked with plenty of Campbell soup, no doubt. Lopan says, so nice I asked it twice. DJ Bunny says, 
We learned, don't touch the box of the possessed girl. Vanamon says, tonight I shall be ignoring Halloween. I'm grumpy like that. CJ says, I'm already wearing a coat. It's freezing in this office. John Bowes says, keep a watchful eye out for Miley Cyrus. Retro says, Sony, don't stream my DNA. That's my job. Oh, ellipsis, D-N-L-A. Never mind. Uh, retroactively adding an ellipsis to the end of John Bose's Miley Cyrus statement. First of the week, Desert Pixie says, Happy Hallow's Eve, Pan. Here's what I like, ellipsis. People who talk smart are excited to make positive impacts and who have tangible ideas. Ideas that are intuitive but still aggressive. Dr. Gawandi is an eloquent speaker who speaks with intent. I was riveted for the full 19 minutes. Take a look and listen to him on his approach to save healthcare by taking a look into simpler times and simplistic concepts. Wow. HTTP colon slash slash www.ted.com slash talk slash Atul Gawande, how do we heal medicine.html. That's it. Smooth like butter. Smooth like butter. Smooth like butter. Alright, two questions need to be answered here. The first was asked at the start of the episode. Is this really the end? Well, obviously not. So I've I've been lying to you all along when saying 288 would be the end. Well, no, because I actually said that there'd be times where we would go beyond 288. And apparently we're going to need more. Apparently too gross is not enough for deadpan. Because we still have two more categories to go, and we're basically out of time in this episode. So there will be a 289 at least. To, to at least resolve the final doodle of the fate battle royale cheese doodle with cheese or whatever the, how we're calling it so there you go there will be more and it will be coming somewhat soon probably not next week because next week is actually looking to be yet another yet another big eventful momentous occasion in the lives of uh my deadpan junior auxiliary. So, you know, keep your keep your digits crossed and your good universal vibes coming in this direction. So back to the matter at hand. Who wins this rotating category which concerned Jabba Jabba the Hutt's punishment? Well, after some successful effective social media campaigning, it looks like this category will go the queer Jedi for the hut guy, yes, Gandalf the gay, wins the rotating category. So that leaves the standings now with Mush, Prince, somehow, the General Lee, Millennium Falcon, and Gandalf the gay, all tied in a dead heat. So congratulations to the supporters of all those. If one of those can take the final intangibles category, then they'll have a clean win. If not, then it looks like it will take a tiebreaker to settle it. 
So we may have two more to go. And who knows, it might take two more episodes. So we might be wrapping up at number 290. Either way, thank you for your patience, your indulgence, and your listenership. And for your earbuds, your ears, your nipples, and your other body parts. Including your brains. Alright, without further ado, good night cheese, good night cheese doodles. As I said, next week is likely to be an unshow, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what the universe doles out and offers up. Good night, cheese whiz.
So out it pops It soars through the air It soars through the air Naked and bare Naked and bare Continuing on with magnificent flares Yeah. 